Hey folks, this is the Start the Peace Podcast. I'm your host, Frank Harvey. As always, Josh is joining me today. Say hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. So I found out that if Josh is about to say something to annoy me or attack me in any way, I, all I have to do is press the record button and he'll stop. So in fairness, I wasn't going to say anything to annoy you or attack you. I was going to say something super inappropriate. And I'm so glad that I stopped and saw you hit record. So I was like, oh! Yeah, okay, it's like that, that would definitely push us past PG thirteen. It's like a mute button for human beings. Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Which I kind of wish was a real thing oh, in real life. God, that'd be amazing. All right, folks, this is Turbin the Peace. We have a wide variety <laughs> of topics to talk about today. All right, stay tuned. Okay, folks, and we're back. Josh was actually just telling me before we even started recording that he had an idea for a future episode. Yeah, so I, well, I did have an idea. So um, one of our coworkers, who I will not name for fear of uh, your retribution. My uh, retribution? No, not really. Okay. Yeah, just because I don't want you to give him any crap. Uh, kind of a younger guy. Um, he, we were talking about you know the, our podcast and the things that we talk about. And he, he said something as a joke. Okay, He said something as a joke, and it's kind of struck, not a nerve, but it sparked an idea. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, you guys are always giving your opinions, but frankly, you're old, so, you know, you don't really know how this affects the younger people. What? Yeah. I mean, in, in, in fairness, I, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm pushing 40, and, you know, you're... I'm, um, a, I'm officially mid-30s as of You're mid-30s, that's right, yeah. As of two weeks ago. You're mid-30s. So, there is an absolute difference in how things affect, and uh, how people, younger people see things. So, I was thinking, I have an 18-year-old daughter. Okay. And I was wondering what, how it would go to have her on the show and just ask her, like, hey, what do you think about these things? You know, yeah, we're, we're old and we're in, that, we're in that place of, okay, so we, you know, have jobs and have money and it, it, we kind of look at things differently. What about an 18-year-old kid, just graduated high school not that long ago, out into the world? What do you think about these things that are going on in the world? So that's a very interesting concept. Your daughter's very quiet. My daughter's very quiet, yeah. So I'm, <laughs> At least around me so, she is. Yeah, well, no, it's around everybody. But I think she might be okay with this because nobody can see her. So I I'm, like the direction you're going, though, because I'm, right? I'm not against the idea of bringing on young people to the show. I have like, a 20-year-old son, too. But, but even like teenagers, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Just to say, hey, what are your teachers talking about in, in school right now? How, what's your perspective of this? How have you yeah. seen this issue? Yeah. You know, what do your friends at school talk about, you know, when this kind of mm-hmm. stuff gets brought up? Like, you know what I'm saying? I think it would be interesting to go that direction and, yeah. and do that a few times. Yeah, I think it would be kind of kind of a cool idea. There, there's an interesting, you know, point of view on, on most things. There are two episodes that are coming up that, one, it's just a scheduling conflict. Me and, me and the guy that I want to bring on are, you know, we just have a hard mm-hmm. time. Uh, mostly because he's actually a taxidermist and a meat processor. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. the fall time is a very busy time of year for him. The other Brent. Yes, the other Brent. Okay, you know, you know, a lot of people say that they have a dentist and a doctor. I'm one of the few people that can say I have a taxidermist. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I want to bring him on. Also, we were challenged by somebody, more or less. Really? Uh, yeah, fan of the show, Alyssa, um, heard us made a few comments about, you know, climate change and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she actually reached out and asked to come on to the show. And I actually thought about bringing her on before that um, because she wants to basically discuss the case for mm-hmm. climate change, you mm-hmm. know, and kind of throw that. I mean, she she's a college. I believe she studies biology and stuff like that. Okay, but I think this is something that gets thrown at her in college all the time. Oh, sure, and always taught as fact, mm-hmm. um, not t- necessarily taught as theory. Where there is no actual facts. 
<laughs> well, I know, but you made comments like that. She hears them and it yeah. drives her insane. Sure. So she wants to come on the show, and I kind of told her, I was like, look, it's a lion's den. You know what I'm right. saying? We're no, not. But you know what? Good for her. Kudos yeah, yeah. To her to be exactly. like, hey, look, I know you guys can, you know, think about it this one way, and I want to come on and actually have a conversation, and you know, put the opposing viewpoint that I believe, and have a rational, civilized conversation about it. I think it's good for her, and I wish there were more people like that. And the beauty about her is she could have a rational, civilized conversation. I think she could come on here and kind of make yeah. the case, yeah. you know what I'm saying, answer the questions that we'd probably throw Are at her. Are we sure I can have a civilized conversation? I think you could. <laughs> but it, it's kind of complicated because, like, I would continue like to continue a friendship with this individual, oh, you know, see, afterwards. And I have no, and I have you, no dog in that fight. Exactly. I, so it's like, yeah, you don't care. You're like, oh, well. at all. No, you're no, wrong. No, who knows? Yeah. I might make a friend out of this. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. So anyways, those are like some upcoming shows as long as we can get the conflict. I mean, the yeah, uh, scheduling stuff yeah. coming up. Moving forward, man from Florida stories. Oh, I have one of those too. Really? I got a couple. Uh, Florida man hits a teen driver in the head for falling too close. <laughs> so, okay. That does drive me nuts. Well, it, you know what? It, it's reasonable. Let's see. A Florida man has been charged with battery after deputies say he hit a teenager driver in the head for falling for driving too close to him. Sixty-one-year-old Stephen Grosso was arrested Tuesday in Wesley Chapel. I guess his name is the city Wesley Chapel. Cool. Okay. According to a Pasco County Sheriff's Office report, uh, Grosso exited the passenger side of the vehicle and displayed what appeared to be a gold police badge. He approached a sixteen-year-old driver of a vehicle behind him and complained to her that she was driving too close to his mm-hmm. vehicle. He then reached into the vehicle and struck the girl on the forehead with a badge, then left the scene. Ooh, that's a big no-no. Ooh, yeah. Okay, that's, yeah. Never mind, I was kind of with him on it uh, in the beginning, but uh, he lost me after, after a little while there. You know what's funny about that? My wife actually gets more annoyed about people falling closely than I do. Yeah, you know. Like, I don't care. Like, especially if I'm in the slow lane. Well, I'm okay, like, it's, it's your fault, dude. You can go around me anytime yeah. you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. And she'll, like, look, and she's, you know, or if, I'm follow- if she thinks I'm following people too mm-hmm. closely, she hates that. But then again, when she's driving, which happens because I work nights sometimes, and I'm sure. just too tired to drive, you know, so I'll, I'll sit there in the passenger seat and be all groggy and weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'll follow people really closely. <laughs> yeah. you know? So I'm like, what are you doing? You know, and like I, I impulsively start using my right foot like I want to hit a brake pedal, you know, like <laughs> even though it's not there. So here's something that drives me absolutely nuts, and it happens all the time on my drive to and from uh, work to home. Um, you and I drive down the same stretch of road uh, yeah. to get to work. and. People on that road have a tendency to drive super fast. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not driving Miss Daisy, okay? I'm, I'm not going the exact speed limit. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm going about 10 miles over, which is, to me, I think appropriately fast. So, just just to paint this picture, this is a long, straight, two-lane wide. straight, two lanes, yes. Never too busy. Never no. really have traffic out uh-huh. there. And even the the CHP officers, the rumor is is that unless you're doing 85 or above, they don't care. They don't really care. Yeah. So a lot of people are doing around 80, 82. A lot of people are doing like 90. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm going about 80 miles. I, I pretty much set my cruise at 80 miles an hour and just cruise. So what happens a lot to me, and I don't know if this happens a lot to you, is somebody will get right up behind me and they'll start they'll start following me a little close, and I'm mm-hmm. like, whatever. I'm just cruising. I really don't care. Then they start flashing their high beams. Like that's the signal that uh... I have to get over to let them pass. Okay, you acting like a jackass is not going to make me want to do something for you, all right? And it, it, it utterly infuriates me how many times this happens. It's frustrating when you're already speeding. Right? I'm already going faster yeah. than I realistically should be. I'm already going 10 miles over what the speed limit actually is. Mm-hmm. You're annoyed with me because I'm not going faster than that, and you want to get somewhere. You're in a more of a hurry. You're probably just in a hurry to get somewhere and screw something up because you're obviously a moron. Mm-hmm. 
And then how many of these people eventually do get go around me and f- just pace me for a few seconds, long enough for me to look over so they can flip me off or yell at me even though I can't hear what they're saying? Oh, wow. I'm like, are you kidding? It drives me nuts. And now I will say there have been a couple of occasions where I have – this has happened to me and I've slowed down. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, wait, no, no, it gets worse. I've slowed down, and I only do this when I know there's somebody in the lane next to me to where I can slow down to get right next to them so that person can't pass in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> That's how you get shot, by the way, but I don't care. That's what you get for being a jerk. I was going to say, if someone's flashing their lights at me, that's usually the green light to slow down. Right, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I'm a policeman, and I usually have a gun on me, so. There is that. <laughs> so, you know, you feel, okay, it's it's true, you feel a little bolder in these decisions when you know you're packing. Right? Well, what's funny is my wife gets way worse road rage than I ever will. No. Yes. She's so even-tempered. I, mean, <laughs> so, I don't see that happening. But it's funny, like, she's gotten <laughs> so mad and, like, starts cussing and, like, wanting to flip people off and stuff like that. And I'm like, babe, babe. I don't have my gun. Knock it off. <laughs> like, like, stop it. Like, yeah. She's like, I don't care. I'm like, I do. You All don't right, know. So, so I, I also have a man from Florida. So a, guy, a man from Florida uh, asked the, on social media, asked for the police, local police department to remove his mugshot from their Facebook page after there was a theft. And he was basically like, hey, we're looking for this person because we think he was involved in this theft. So he, in, uh, within Facebook, sends them a message saying, um, first off, I have money, and it's all legit, and it's all accounted for, and I do not need to steal, and I have a lawyer just for situations like this. You know, when you start bringing up lawyers right away, I gotta be honest, that's actually kind of a guilty person's defense, alright? I'm just throwing yeah. that out there. Just, just for people, general knowledge, like if the first words out of your mouth is lawyer, most people, especially cops, are gonna think guilty, but okay, whatever. Um, he goes on to say, um... Uh, especially everything me and my father have done for this area. Now I would appreciate you removing my picture, nor was any... Let me stop there. Nor right was there. any part or connection. Especially anything that his father has done for this area. Yeah, I don't get what that means. No, no, no. First of all, whenever someone's like, oh yeah, me and my dad's done this, or me and my yeah, dad's yeah, done yeah. that. No, you didn't do jack. Your dad yeah, did it all. Your right? dad was the hardworking business owner or whatever it was, yeah. and you just tag along. It's not you. I mean, I could just... I mean, I filter that right away. Mm-hmm. So what he was being accused of was stealing $1,000 worth of uh, merchandise from a Walmart. All right? Well, so the police department... <laughs> what did he steal? A kayak? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> police department responded. Thanks for your response. Our agency is glad you understand that we're looking for you. If you would like to come on by the sheriff's office, we will gl- be glad to remove your current photo and replace it with your booking photo. <laughs> And the best part is they did. Oh, wow. They removed the old mugshot and put in the new mugshot because he was arrested because they did find oh, evidence wow. that he was involved in the theft. A while ago. And you got to love it. You got to oh, love the sense of humor about it, frankly. A while ago, there was a guy who was actually trying to troll his local police department because they would like every week they'd post like their top like wanted people in the area. Oh, yeah, yeah, And so he kept trying to troll them. Yeah. And then finally the police department hooks him and they post on the Facebook page, update, you know, because <laughs> and they had screen grabs from all the times so he's oh, tried trolling great. them. Like, that's oh, great. you guys will never find me, blah, 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 yeah. you know. There's and, a lot of great social media stuff going on with law enforcement agencies. Like a lot of just, you know, I mean, they really are internet troll kind of, uh, kind of moments, but they're hilarious. You know who loves it is uh, probation. Yeah. Probation loves, especially juvenile probation. Because you get some kid on probation, all of a sudden he's posting on Instagram his pictures of like, oh, him yeah, posing yeah, yeah. with a gun or yeah. something. And they're like, oh, here we go. 
I mean, don't yeah. you know your probation officer's following you, dude? Yeah, we had a guy uh, a few years back. Um, that he he ended up getting arrested on federal charges because of a video he posted on social media where not only was he showing the illegal firearm, he then started counting out the rounds to show how many rounds the clip held. Oh, wow. And, <laughs> and they're just like, wow, okay. I mean, I, I would have loved to have sat through that trial. It's like, well, how do you know it was him? Play. Hey, you know game wardens love it too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. A while back, there was a game warden who uh, actually busted a chick for uh, poaching. He met her on Tinder. Okay. Did you hear this story? No. So, yeah, I mean, he's just a young guy. You know, he's single and he's trying to, like, meet people and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he, he starts talking to his girl on Tinder. And I don't know how Tinder works. I guess you can, like... Sure you don't. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I guess you, like, swipe and then you can, like, open up a conversation with swipe somebody. Left. Yeah, and just kind of, like... Uh, um, I heard. Yeah, text people, you know, back and forth. My understanding so, is I guess they were talking and texting back and forth, mm-hmm. and she sends him a picture of a buck, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, yeah, da, da, da. And they start talking a little bit more, and, and she admits, yeah, it was actually at nighttime I spotlighted this buck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if she, I mean, I assume she realized, she didn't realize she was talking to a game one sure, at that point, yeah. so he ends up uh, busting her and arresting Ooh. her for it. Probably didn't get the date after that either. No, I'm <laughs> guessing not, but would you want a date with somebody? No, 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 no. That yeah. would also be, that'd, that'd be super creepy. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of road rage and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, going back to the social media thing, the probation officers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a juvenile defense attorney tell me once mm-hmm. that one-third of his cases in his caseload would not exist if it wasn't for social media. Oh, I'm sure of it. He sure hates it. it. But, you know, social media is also working against a lot of people trying to get law enforcement jobs. Because nowadays they're asking for like, hey, we want to we want access to your social media. We want to see what kind of stuff you have on there. Oh, they demand it. They demand, yeah, they demand it. Um, and like, I've only been with my agency for thirteen years, and that wasn't a thing thirteen mm-hmm. years ago. Now it is. So now they go through and they're like, hey, I'm sorry, we're we're gonna say no based on this. Yeah. And that's a thing. I mean, you really have to, you know, and kind of a shout out to any young people listening. Understand that the things that you put on social media, they don't go away. They are there forever. If you post the stupid mistakes that you make or dumb things that you have done, they are there forever for all the world to see. Yeah, I had a Facebook, and Facebook was still like, at least to me, it was like a new thing and Mm -hmm. I didn't really use it. And I mean, it was nowhere near what it is today. And when I joined the police academy, I'm like, I don't need this crap. I don't use it. It's kind of dumb. I don't understand it. So I deleted everything. You know, I was like, I deleted the account. I deleted all the stuff and went to the police academy. And so, well, yeah. And then when I go through my background check, they, of course, ask for a lot of stuff. Yeah. This was nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Actually, I just had my cop anniversary a couple of days ago. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. So, yay, happy cop anniversary, nine years. I can't say that. <laughs> it's a hard word. It's not that it's a hard word. I just think it sounds dumb. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said that to me, so I've been using it, but I should have oh, yeah, known better. You really should have. But anyway. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, they straight up ask, you know, uh, we want all your screen names, mm-hmm. your passwords, everything. They, they want straight access to everything. Yeah. And, of course, at the time, I didn't have nothing, at, you know. And so I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't have it. You know, it's all gone. I, I deleted all my stuff. And they're like, okay, that's fine. You know, but um, now, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll get you in trouble. I mean, you show mu- so much as It absolutely will. Yeah, you can have your arm around somebody who's flashing a gang sign. Boom, you're done. Yeah, no. You know, cool. like, it could just be a buddy from high school or something like that. What? Uh, nothing. My wife just texted me, reminding me that I forgot to take out all the garbage that I said I was going to take out when I headed over here. You know, I get in trouble for that kind of stuff Oof. all the time. You know, you know what's been getting me lately is when you think you're doing like a million things that's really good, and yeah. then like you forget the one thing. You know, like I'll get up early, <laughs> you know, get the kids up, make them all breakfast, do all these things, do all these dishes, and then forget like the one pan. I mean, in fairness, you I know? have a really bad habit of stacking garbage on top of the trash can or in places that it doesn't belong. Oh, and that... then saying, well, I'm going to take it out later. Don't worry about it. And then I never take it out. I always forget. Um, so I'm constantly telling my wife, hey, look, 
you know what, when you ask me to do something, I'm gonna do it. There's no need to remind me every six months. Hey folks, my wife has embarked on a new endeavor this week. She's now an ambassador for Sensi. That's right, Sensi. If you have somebody in your life that seems harder to buy for, check out Sensi. Check out marissahardy.sensi.us. This is a place that has a wide variety of wax warmers for everybody in your life. Whether they have a rustic country theme, to a Star Wars theme, to a Batman theme, they got all sorts of stuff with a wide variety of different smells and scents just for them. That's right, if you got somebody in your life that's hard to buy for, check out Sensi.us, marissahardy.sensi.us. Sensi is spelled S-C-E-N-T-S-Y.us. Thank you. And we're back. I can't believe somebody called us old, man. Well, you know, I mean, he's in his, like, early 20s. Still, you know what? I, You're going to sit here and try and figure out who it is, aren't you? No, but mentally I'm not as old as I think I realize I really am. Oh, mentally am. and emotionally, I'm nowhere near as old as I actually am. Yeah. And, and what's sure. funny is when you run into people who are like, oh, I remember you and you in diapers. I'm like, yeah, I'm in my 30s now. And they're like, yeah. shut up. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then, you know, and he said, it, he said it as a joke. And he was like, I'm just messing with it. I was like, you know, no, it's, it's fine. It, but, it, but it is a very valid point. You know, people that belong to realistically different generations do tend to look at things in a different light. And they mm -hmm. look at things, you know, from a different perspective. It also depends a lot on where you're at in your life. You know, I'm married. I have children. I've, I'm well into my career. I'm at a certain... Uh, economic level that this kid isn't and mm -hmm. he doesn't have any of these things so he looks at things very differently yeah i mean i've i found that i mean my wife's a bit younger than me and i found <laughs> <laughs> sorry a bit okay sorry <laughs> and she um well here, here's here's the one time i actually felt really old uh i was when i was a school resource officer mm -hmm. i'm sitting there and i'm doing a classroom presentation to a bunch of like i think they're fifth grade no they're eighth graders and i was talking about uh uh social media bullying okay Right, cyberbullying. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, don't do it, blah, blah, blah. And actually, I went into the technology aspect of it and said, hey, by the time you guys at this age, anything you put online, by the time you're 18 applying for college, applying for jobs, all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, it's all going to come back. Right? What are you fingering at me right now? Is... What? That's her age, right? No. She's 24. Oh, okay. I didn't Jeez. know if you wanted to say it. Okay. My gosh. Okay. So that makes it so that, okay. Go, sorry, continue. <laughs> I was trying to think of something that's really going to make you feel awful. Like, I don't understand how you're like, I thought you were giving me a high five or something. I'm like, what are you I'm doing? I'm trying to land a plane over here. Okay. Okay. My wife is 10 years younger than me, folks. Jeez. <laughs> my gosh. It's apparently that's what Josh wanted to get to. I wasn't point. trying to put it on here. I didn't know if you wanted to, but anyways, anyway. so I'm doing this presentation about cyberbullying and some kid raises his hand and he's like, Tippity Hardy, uh, have you ever been cyberbullied? <laughs> And I start laughing and I looked at the teacher and we just start cracking up. I was like, no, honestly, uh, little Johnny. Uh, and he's like, well, little Johnny. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, little right. Johnny. And, um, <clears throat> no, we bullied in face to face when I was yeah, a kid. Right. We bullied the way it was supposed to be. We in did fact, it face to face. I was a little redheaded guy. So, you know, you got bullied. Yeah. I always made a habit of making friends with the biggest guy in school. I'm like, nope, I'm going to hang out with this dude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's going to be my best friend. Yeah. And, but that's what I mean. Like, you know, I can have an opinion about cyberbullying, but I've never experienced it. Other than playing Call of Duty and having some 12-year-old tell me how much I suck every time he kills me. Well, yeah, and here's the thing. Like, that's actually kind of funny. It's so, absolutely true. And it's true. But, uh, no, here's the thing. I mean, cyber stuff doesn't bother me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you Goth Lord 42. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Like, internet stuff, Facebook stuff. I mean, people try and troll yeah. me and stuff. And I say try because they're not good at it. But, you know, like, yeah. they try and get me and everything like that. And I'm, eh, it doesn't bother me. My wife, on the other hand, though, takes that stuff very personal. Because that's the way she was bullied mm -hmm. in high school. Yeah. 
know what I'm saying? If she was bullied at all, that's the way it was. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody blocks her, that's like a slap to her face. You know what I'm saying? If somebody unfriends her for something, if somebody takes a, her opinion like very seriously on something, yeah. like that, that's like emotionally taxing on her because that's what she knew growing sure. up. You well, know? Where with like me, if somebody unfriended me, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't even notice. For me, it's a trophy. Like I wouldn't even know. I, like how do you even know? I don't know how many friends I have on Facebook that like intimately mm-hmm. that I would actually notice how if one of them unfriended me. So I was Facebook friends with a guy who was actually my fifth grade teacher. Mm-hmm. Shout out Mr. Friday because I don't like you. I'm just gonna say your name anyways. Wow. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, but I was Facebook friends with him and he'd always like when Trump was running for president, he was loading up his Facebook with all the oh, anti-Trump yeah. stuff, anti-Republican stuff. You mean like we all do the stuff. Memes right now? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and so he starts posting pictures right after Trump gets elected. He starts posting pictures of the crowd. Remember the crowd was like a big deal oh, for people? Oh, the crowd was a big thing, yeah. He's like, oh my gosh, look at, you know, he tried to say that he had the biggest crowd yeah, and yeah, look yeah. at Obama's crowd, blah, blah, And I comment on there and I was like, that's because Republicans have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Which is funny because that was kind of everybody's response to that. Un- unfriended. Oh, yeah. And so now I get to a point where anytime I know somebody unfriended me because of my personal political opinion, I will actually post about it. Oh, that's awesome. I only know Just as like, fact. it's my trophy. I only know for a fact that it happened one time because they made a point to tell me and i'm like oh okay well why are you telling me and then unfriending me like you're you're trying to make the point but then here's the thing if you tell someone that you're going to unfriend them what you're doing is is you're saying i'm going to make a comment that you can't actually comment back to because now we're not friends anymore so I always think of the Willy Wonka, like, oh no, don't come back. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, oh, no, oh no, yeah, absolutely. It's like, yeah, oh, no, I'm like, oh don't man, come back. yeah, no, yeah, oh no, man, absolutely. sorry. I mean, my opinions really affect you that much, and you're probably too emotionally now, unstable that, to be however, my friend. I do consider a badge of honor. If anything I've said or done affects you so to such a level that you feel the need to remove yourself completely from my life, I am obviously a huge influencer. Like I am obviously awesome. I am obviously awesome. Can we uh, isolate that, Mr. Producer, that we don't have? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Producer, we don't have. <laughs> yes. Okay. Still looking for a free producer, by the way. Yeah. If anyone's just looking for the experience. And if you have a laptop, bring it. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> buy merch, buy merch, buy merch. So we can uh, get a laptop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A uh, Florida man fires gun into wrong vehicle falling road rage incident. Okay, if you're going to commit a crime, at least get it right. Well, yeah. Number one, um... <laughs> I just, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm watching this giant spider crawl up a, a web in your in this area, in, in your uh, office here, in your studio. It's anyways, I'm way too invested in that spider. Right yeah, now. it's like right over my head right now. I got to read this. A Florida man is facing aggravated assault charge. I, could you excuse me? My eyes are down here, sir. <laughs> I'm facing aggravated assault charge. So is the spider. After after he admitted shooting at the wrong vehicle after he thought another driver was trying to kill him. Twenty four. Four-year-old Dakota Haber. Oh, her parents are bad people. Uh, no, that's a him. Oh, his parents are worse people. Twenty-four-year-old Dakota Haber was arrested. Go Dakota was arrested Tuesday night at the yeah. Swan View Townhomes Complex in Odessa, Florida, mm. according to Pasco County Sheriff's Office. Well, it's the same people as last time. Uh, report: Haber and another driver had gotten into a road rage confrontation at the front gate of the complex around eight forty p.m. Both drivers got back into their vehicles and entered the complex. A short time later, Haber believed he saw the other driver following him, so he shot a handgun out of his vehicle and fired five shots at the suspect vehicle from more than 50 yards away. (sighs) Okay, this goes back to the whole road rage thing. Yeah. You never know who's in the other car. This is true. 
Even though the uh, victim vehicle in this case had no clue what they did wrong. Right? They're just getting shot at. Oh, what a Florida thing to do, too. That sucks. That, 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 that sucks. Look, people, if you're going to shoot people, make sure you know you're shooting. Oh, my god. Now, I don't, you know, I don't encourage violence in any way, shape, or form. Well. All right, fine. I may have encouraged it a few times. Speaking of encouraging violence, Bloomberg. Speaking of encouraging violence, Bloomberg has filed paperwork to officially run in the presidential primary for the Democrats. That's right, Michael Bloomberg. And if, you, if for some reason you don't know who Michael Bloomberg is, you obviously aren't paying attention. You don't care about your Second Amendment rights because this man is the enemy of the Second Amendment. He spent hundreds of millions of dollars over the past, I don't know, a couple of decades probably, um, fighting for more gun restrictions, more gun laws, more making it harder for you, the law-abiding citizen, to own, carry, and just even be around guns. Mm -hmm. He's super anti-gun. More than Robert O'Rourke could have ever been. Is he the governor or mayor of New York? What is he? The uh, Bloomberg? He's yeah. the former mayor of New York. Of New York. Okay, and he's yeah. a billionaire. Because uh, currently, de Blasio is the mayor? Oh, that's right. Yeah. De Blasio is the current mayor of New York. Um, he was. He's a former mayor of New York. Uh, this guy's a raging pilot. So, this is, this is a dame... This, I, I mean, unpacking this, I mean, first of all, this is a late... Super late stage in the game. But yeah. it's one of those that's like, he obviously has no confidence in the current candidates. Does anyone? Well, no. Have you heard them talk? No. But they won't say it, they just show it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, I mean, even Hillary played at the idea of uh, suddenly joining in or coming back. Oh yeah, nobody has any faith in any of them. Like, here, here's the bottom line. The Democrats as a whole and liberals as a whole, usually I don't, usually you won't hear me uh, isolate Democrats. It's liberals, okay? Mm -hmm. But they are clamoring and they are, they're struggling to find someone who can beat Trump in the next election because that's what it's all about. They don't even care who it is. They really don't. They don't care who it is as long as that person can beat Trump, I which think, is a scary prospect. I, well, I think they realize that they can't beat him and so that's why they're pushing the impeachment thing. Well, the funny thing, here's the funny thing, okay? The funny thing is, is they can they can absolutely beat them. There's a couple of candidates who, if they shifted a few things in the right direction, they could beat them. There's enough people who are iffy about Trump. Because i got to be honest, like, I'm, I'm an iffy Trump. Mm -hmm. Like, look, I'm, a, I'm not a Trump supporter as much as, a, well, I'd still stick with that guy over any of you idiots. Yeah. So you put somebody in front of me who is articulate, who is more, okay, yeah, they're a little left, but they're more left-center. Mm -hmm. Instead of doubling down on stupid and going more extreme left, I might actually shift my way of thinking and be like, hey, you know what? Maybe this person wouldn't be that bad because at least they're, they're closer to the center, which is really what you want. You want somebody closer to the center, not extreme on either, on either yeah. side. But, okay, they're not right center, they're left center, but at least it's closer to the center. And if they say the right things and uh, can convince me that they truly believe these things, then maybe they would actually get me. And they'd get a lot of other people as well. It can be done. It just, But that's not what the liberals and the, the DNC as a whole, that's not what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They want to double down and they want extremes. No, no, we have to be the literal exact opposite. If he says this, we have to say the opposite. He's, if he were to come out tomorrow and say, hey, uh, I'm for 
not no i'm I'm for um never spanking your children oh well we're totally for beating your kids you know every day of the week you know obviously if he doesn't he doesn't believe in discipline so you know he's he's a bad person we're we we think you should be smacking your kids in the middle of the street they will go to the extreme opposite of whatever he says and talk about being out of touch i mean their voters don't want that crap no they don't most people don't like extremes they want more in the middle most people even though, and I've said it time and time again, that we've lost the ability to have a conversation about, hey, I just, you know, I disagree with you, but I respect your opinion. Most people at their core don't want extremes. Yeah. They don't want it because extremes are bad. Okay. Throughout history, extremes have been bad. The Salem Witch Trials was all about extremes. The Spanish Inquisition was all about extremes. Muslim extremism. Okay. You always hear these things of extremists. Um, mm-hmm. oh, who was that crazy christian church um the southern baptist people no 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 not so hey hey i was raised southern baptist no i mean like the um, west the westboro westboro baptist. yeah, Westboro, yeah. westboro baptist that's that's christian extremism that those yeah. people are bad all these people are bad okay yeah. extremes as a whole are bad well i had a, a christian commentator put it this way once he's like look if you look throughout history if you have no bible it's bad but if you have too much Bible, it's, it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's just yeah. extremes. You know, that's just, my point. Yeah. So I think most people are tired of the extremes at this point and they want something more middle of the road. So if they were to uh, Tulsi Gabbard, actually, I think is a good example of that. She's fairly she's way less left than most of them. Yeah. Uh, which is actually funny because um, they're doing to her what a lot of uh, social media and um, big tech companies are doing to Tulsi Gabbard what they're also doing to a lot of conservative mediums mm-hmm. um, like um, Stephen Crowder's show uh, a lot of uh, podcasts and YouTube channels are all being kind of silently deleted from YouTube and yeah. a lot of other platforms um, hers is being as well because she's not as extreme as the other left What's leftist f- candidates funny I don't know if you remember me talking about this I didn't necessarily predict that it would be her but I did predict that one point after the first Democratic debates mm-hmm. I said if one person just came forward it was more middle of the road or more yeah. sane and more practical, they would excel. Yeah. And she you, was trying to do it and then yeah. now she's being blocked by yeah, the other the other left the other leftist candidates are, are she's totally being, trying to She's know, being ignore. slapped down. She is, and, and she's being slapped down by a big tech company. I heard a conservative commentator comment about her and just said, Look, she's kind of a breath of fresh air. For the you know, left, absolutely. Because she's making more sense. Yeah. You know, yeah, she's, she absolutely is. as a Democrat point of view, she's mm-hmm. making more sense. I mean, I definitely still disagree with her on a lot of stuff, but um, she definitely is making the most sense. So if you took somebody like her and really put her out in the front, I think she would do very well and she would have a real legitimate shot. Um, but that's not what they're doing. They want to double down on stupid and they want to go, no, we want the extreme. Who's the most extreme we can find? That's who we want. Okay. Let's take one more break and then we're going to start talking about Mexico. Hey folks, Bryn Hardy here. Hey, I just want to remind you guys to go ahead and check out thedtpstore.com. That's thedtpstore.com and check out the merchandise we have there. I'm not asking you to subscribe to anything. I'm not asking you to donate money or send me cash or anything like that. But Josh and I decided that we cannot keep doing this podcast for free forever. So if you like the podcast and you want to go ahead and support us and help keep this podcast going, again, visit thedtpstore.com, buy a mug, buy a bracelet, buy something cool there, and that'll help keep supporting us. Thank you very much. Okay, Josh is all fired up about something. Uh, Would you stop trying to? There's a fly I'm in the studio right here. It's a mosquito. Oh, it's a mosquito. Fly. And I'm he keeps every time I'm like talking, he suddenly just lashes out his hand <laughs> like he's trying to be like Karate Kid, just trying to catch this thing in the midair. I don't have chopsticks in my hand. <laughs> Okay, so that Josh was, was all fired up about both mosquitoes and something that Elsie read about New York besides the Bloomberg idiot trying to run. Oh, Bloomberg 
Okay. No, okay. So uh, the New York City uh, in the last several days uh, just had um, a whole bunch of ballot initiatives. And one of them was to approve more power to what they have is uh, the Civilian Complaint Review Board. So what this is, is this is an entire, basically an entire branch of city government that is made up of civilians who review complaints against the NYPD. And then they recommend discipline to the NYPD. Now, in the past, this was pretty much viewed as a toothless joke of an organization. It was just like, all right, whatever. Uh, the, you know, a feel-good. It was a feel-good. It was an absolute feel-good. Nobody really paid any attention. The community didn't even really pay attention. The NYPD sure as hell didn't really pay any attention. And they just moved on with life. They're like, all right, whatever. Well, because of everything going on in society and what you see in the media, the New York voters have somewhat, well, not even somewhat, have... Um, voted a to give them more authority and more power in what I think is a massive wrong move. Yeah. Now, obviously, maybe I'm biased, all right? You know, I, I, I have a bad... I'm right. I'm, you biased? I work for a law enforcement agency. Maybe right. I'm a little biased about this. But here's the problem. When you have civilian oversight, that much civilian oversight over what is a, like a law enforcement entity, you're taking people that have no idea... The situations that we get into. No idea of what it is that we do. And now I'm not saying that they can't have a valid point and a valid viewpoint, but when they're actually recommending discipline over something that's like you've never been in that situation. You have no clue the what was going on. So now what's gonna have to happen is the chief of police, if they actually if the chief of police does disregard their recommendation, they have to write out a statement stating the exact reasons why they're disregarding their recommendations. That statement is made public, it is open to much more scrutiny. There's also a bunch of other authority that they've been given, uh, well beyond what they should be. And the, and what it really is is and what the And this police, is this is an unelected panel, right? No, so it's an appointed. Yeah, yeah. It's not elected, this is appointed. Okay. Um in fact so they actually got they got two new members to their uh the membership of their panel. Um so now they're at, they were at thirteen, they're at fifteen now. One of the appointees is appointed by the city public advocate, because that's a position that they have within their city government. Uh the other one is selected jointly by the mayor and the city council speaker, who would and this person would serve as the chair. Okay. So these are appointed by other political. Yeah, people. there's there's two there's two things I got to touch on here. So first things first, this is a symptom of a bigger problem that New York has. Mm, I think we have as a nation. Yeah, but New York is really bad at this particular okay. aspect of it. What New York does is they they have a problem with committees. Oh yeah. They form a committee for everything. everything. And if they have a housing problem, hey, let's form a committee. Mm-hmm. Okay, if they have a a union workers advocate problem. Oh, let's form a committee. Okay, if you have a school issue, oh, let's form a committee to fix this. Let's mm-hmm. form a committee for this. The reason why that becomes a problem is these committee members are appointed. They're appointed by politicians, uh-huh. right? So a politician can get in there and he'd be like, oh, well, I want to appoint my friend here and do this. I want to appoint my friend here. They are paid positions, and they are paid very well. These are always six-figure positions. Yes, and, okay? that's, and that's kind of the big issue. So they form a committee for every little thing. The politician can always look at the public and say, hey, we're solving this problem. We appointed mm-hmm. a committee. They put their buddies in there, they pay them six figures, mm-hmm. and then they give them authority and power outside of the democratic process. So these guys, what they do is they create regulation. Yep. Okay, and so they say, hey, there's a housing crisis, let's regulate landlords, let's regulate this. So outside of legislator, outside of the elected officials who are there to create law, you have this mm-hmm. committee of just civilians that just show up and they just kind of make up whatever rules they want and they are enforceable as law. Okay, and it's a it's a basically a disease that's spread throughout New York. Yeah. Okay, 
The other issue that comes up when it comes to more specifically with police work, okay, when it comes to police use of force, cops have always been held to what we call the reasonableness standard, mm-hmm. right? Is the use of force reasonable at that time? And the reasonableness standard was held to this. It was held to looking at that specific officer and saying, how much training does he have? And how much experience does he have? And then say, if another cop came into that same situation with similar training and experience, would he have done the same thing? Yeah. Okay, that's what's reasonable. Absolutely. Okay, so if a cop's been there for four years, he has academy training, he has a couple other classes he's taken outside of that, and another cop with about the same amount of experience and training comes in and he says, yeah, I would have punched that guy in the face too. Cool. It's reasonable. Yeah. Okay? When you have a civilian committee and a civilian oversight, you lose the reasonable standard because they're not cops and they don't know what was reasonable. Yep. No, I agree with you. Okay. So they don't understand that. And so there is like, you know what I'm saying? It's like going into a surgical room and telling the surgeon, you know, (laughs) that he's doing a bad job. Right. And and here's the thing, you know, would you ever imagine that you're going to have a panel of, you know, just random people, I mean, not, not uneducated people, just random everyday citizens sit there and tell a brain surgeon that what they did was wrong? Yeah, I mean, it, you, you can't. No, do you that. get other doctors to look at what they did to say, "Hey, you know what? Actually, everything he did was right. It just went bad." And you know what? Being a cop and living, or, yes, he did something wrong. And living in that culture, cops are highly they will highly scrutinize other cops. Yeah, like they no, criticize the, right. they they yeah. criticize they we hold each other to a pretty high standard. We do. We absolutely hold each other to a high standard already. And so here's one of the big critics that a lot of the police unions have. Um, they're calling this overkill. They're calling it overkill because it's coming at a time when the NYPD is already scrutinized by a federal monitor and an independent inspector general within the city department of investigations. So they already have a bunch of oversight, a bunch of watchdogs staring at them to make sure everything is being done right. Now they have a bunch of people who have no education about what they do for a living also judging them what this is going to do and that and i've actually been talking about this for the last couple of years to be honest i've been warning people about this what this is going to do is this is going to decrease active policing active policing is going to become a thing of the past policing is going to turn into the fire department calls for service only Yep. That's it. Because cops are kind of want to, you know, just be out wandering around because they might accidentally get into something and end up getting sued and fired because, you know, they rolled their eyes at the wrong person. And right. that person found it offensive right. and somehow racist and uh, whatever other bullshit they could decide it's going to be. So you're going to end up with, okay, uh, ring, ring. Yeah, so what's going on? Okay. All right. Um, so you saw, you think you saw somebody with a gun. Are you sure they had a gun? Yeah. You're sure they had a gun. Did he fire the gun? Ooh, he didn't fire the gun. That means we don't know that it's real. So let us know when he actually shoots somebody. Yeah. And you know, it's, 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 and that's an extreme example. That's an extreme example. It's, but it's hey. already happening because some agencies have gone to what they consider like online reporting. Yes. Online reporting. Okay. And that's crazy. Oh yeah. You get something stolen here. Here's the website. Here's this. Here's that. You can report it online. Okay. Yeah. The cop doesn't show up. You don't nope. have to do nothing. The cop call, you know, you might get a phone call from a cop. Yeah. But yeah, you can call dispatch and say, hey, uh, my, you know, my mailbox was damaged. Okay, did, would you like to report it online? Yeah, and you think things are bad now. If you think things are bad now with cops, wait until we're at a point when cops have almost no interaction with the public. And on top of that, you know what? Um, we're already having a hard time recruiting cops. Oh, super hard. Um, a local, we were talking about it last night. Uh, there's a uh, local agency within our county. They're down 40%. Yeah. And that's not an uncommon thing these days. No, and I mean, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard. I mean, our agency yeah. itself. I mean, we we get a few applicants, and mm-hmm. they are they're below par, they're yeah. below standard. Yeah. So you not know. only do you, we have a hard time hiring people because a 
you know, our police standards are high. They, they really are. They are high, and not everybody meets that standards. On average, I would say the, the washout rate is what, like, eh, from start to finish, if you have a thousand people applying for a job, realistically about 10 of them are actually going to be qualified and be able to pass a background and everything else. They're actually going to get to the end. Yeah. Give or take. So, I mean, I'm not good at math, so figure out all that, whatever you want. So now you take that same pool of people, and now it's not a thousand people trying to get to that job. Now it's 500 mm-hmm. or 300 or 200, whatever it is. So we, we've, we've shrunk that pool. So now we have less candidates, and we have less qualified candidates who are who would meet those standards. So the question is, well, what do we do? Do we mm-hmm. lower our standards? Well, no, we don't want to do that. You, The public doesn't want us to lower our standards. And some places have done that. Some places have done you that. You know, Oakland, Illinois has done that, yeah. Oakland has massively lowered their standards. Yeah. Uh, hey, no offense to any Oakland PD folks out there. I love you guys. But you have, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> you have. Know. But you're not the only ones. They you're not know the only it. ones. Yeah. And they know, they know yeah. it. And yeah. you're not the only ones. Um, but a lot of it, there are some agencies that have lowered their standards. And is that what the public wants? No, you don't want us to lower our standards. You want us to keep, if, if anything, you want us to increase our standards. But how do we increase our standards with a shrinking pool of people to choose from? So what, we, so what do we started doing? We started poaching other you know, officers from various uh, agencies. Yeah. That, that's, that's just a reality. Yeah. I mean, Anybody I, who's offering me more money, I'm just saying. You know, you know how to get a hold of me. Well, cops tend to be cops with our friends with other cops. Yeah, right? absolutely. Especially cops from other agencies and yeah. stuff. You know, and they all gripe to each other and everything like that. And yeah, I, I've seen it where agencies or like mm-hmm. chiefs will come in and say, "Hey, man, have you got a friend at this agency or you got a friend over Call here? Them. You know, we're always applying. You know, yeah. let them know. Blah, blah blah. You know, they start doing hiring bonuses and everything yep. else. The thing about police work, though, I'm backing up a little bit. See, in the military, a kid could sign up for the military. Mm-hmm. You know, basically get hired, right? Get in there, take a test, do all the stuff, talk to recruiters, all the crap. The military will find a place for that kid. Yep. It's pretty rare that they look at somebody who gets that far, you know, can pass the physical and everything, and they say, yeah. oh, sorry, you're scrapped out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They'll get them, they'll muscle them through basic training. They'll find you a job. And they'll find you. I mean, even if you're just a maintenance guy someplace, if you're right. driving a forklift, I mean, whatever it is, you know, they, you know they'll find a place for you. Uh, police work's not like that. No. Okay, you, you go through a police academy, and you might have 40 to 50 people in a class, and 20-something of them will graduate. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, it'll whittle it down. Within the first three weeks, they'll just hammer the crap out of yeah. everybody, stressing people out to get people to quit. Okay? Yeah. And it's not that they want necessarily want people to quit, okay? But they want to put you under stress to see who's going to handle it well. You know, yeah. and, and some people don't, right? They'll stop and start screaming at the, the, the drill instructors. They'll uh, break down and cry. They'll break that down happens. and cry. Like, I mean, and I'm not saying that to mock anybody, but it happens because you've never had somebody in your face screaming at you before. Yeah. I, my first day at the academy, they, they came in, started yelling and screaming, get on your feet, get on your feet, mm-hmm. stand at attention. And, you know, we didn't know what, how to stand at attention. This was like day one where they're teaching you how to march and stand right, at attention yeah. and all this stuff. And so they're yelling at us and adjusting us and and then, like, I remember side glancing at this one drill instructor because I'm like, I didn't know what to do. You said look forward, and I'm like looking at him, and I, and so, and he runs over to me, jumps up on the table in front of me, gets down on his knees, is like, "Are you eyeballing me?" That's awesome. <laughs> That's like, like right out of Full Metal Jacket. Sir, yeah, I love it, sir. No, sir. Right? <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm because you know now you you laugh at it, but at the time, you know, as a oh, that was the scariest you know, thing that's ever happened 20, to me. You're like, oh my god, this is the scariest. Yeah, it's the scariest thing that's ever happened. To and me. so I remember a few weeks into it, you know, these guys are yelling, and I remember they're shooting questions, and I'm just uh, shaking, right? And I'm you like, never have the right answer. There's no yeah. such thing as the right answer. Oh, they're always ahead of the curve. Yeah, all and your so, questions, no matter what they ask, you will give the wrong answer. They will ask you questions about the things that you were planning to learn in class that day, right? Like you haven't even learned them yet, and they're asking you those questions. You know, so you you learn to start studying ahead, and that's kind of what they want you to do. Start studying yeah, ahead, preparing ahead. for the class ahead of you. 
And then you start having answers. And so I remember they would come along and they would like, and you're like, oh, sir, uh, yeah. the, you know, what's the definition of theft? Oh, you know, and you're like, you have to yell. And well, I noticed the military guys, for obvious reasons, were just totally calm. Sure. Like they never they got nervous. And finally I asked them, I was like, hey man, like I wasn't in the military. I'm like, hey, like what's what's the big difference here? Like what's going on? How come you you guys are seem much more calm and everything like that? You know, what what what's the big difference between this and a boot camp? And the guy says, he's like, look, it's all pretty much the same except for one big detail. He's like, here, they can't touch you. They can't in the military either. Well, not, 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 not anymore. Not anymore. But 10 years ago. Yeah. And Which the, I, I don't know if I really agree with. I think they should be able to smack you around a little bit. But but, but yeah, yeah, ten years ago these guys would. would I oh, mean, yeah. when they when they were. I mean, some of these guys were Marines and stuff, and they're yeah. like, oh no, no no, you mess up, they'll grab you and throw you mm-hmm. on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, you know, chuck that dummy grenade, you know, they'll throw you yeah. on the ground if you don't get down right away. You know what I'm saying? Like they, I mean, they'll throw you, they'll push you, they'll right. shove you, they'll they'll hit you, they'll do whatever. He's like, here they can't touch you. You know, like yeah. he's like, I don't care, go ahead and scream at me. You know, like doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, no, and, and you're absolutely right. So there was a point to that whole conversation. I think we lost it. <laughs> I don't care. I, I don't know. I have so many stories. I could no. probably do a whole episode of just like stories from police oh, no, academy and stuff like that. Definitely. Oh I, no, we're talking about standards, standards, and getting. Oh yeah, and yeah. Getting getting through, and um, you know, it, it, but it, like I said, I don't I don't know of anyone. And nobody, you know, all the people I've met over the years and, and talked to them about their academy and well, you know, the stuff because you always end up talking about academy stories. No one has ever said, "Oh yeah, we we started uh, my class with." Uh, you know, 35 people, and we graduated 35 people. That has never happened. No. There's no academy class that has ever, that I've ever heard of, and I'm sure if it ever does happen, people are going to look twice at that academy like, oh, man, they must have really low standards, to no. so where everyone who starts finishes. It just doesn't happen. But Well, even if you had, like, some sort of low-stress or no-stress academy, yeah. you still have to pass the test. That's true. You still, right? You're right. You're you, right. You, you have to be able to shoot you be able, the firearms. You have to be able to break stuff down. You yeah. have to be able, I mean, you know what I'm saying? There's shooting yeah. tests. Yeah, there's certain basics that... And here in California, California, if you fail a test, you only get one more chance yeah. to pass it. If you fail that one more chance, you scrap out of the academy, you have to start all over. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And and that's the thing. It's, you know, the basics you still have to pass. Mm-hmm. So, yes, no matter what, there'll, there'll always be, still be those basics. And some that's people, my question is, what do people want us to do? And you some know? people might look at that like it's unfair. But the truth is, in real life, why you, is it unfair? In real life, you don't get second chances, right? That's You're actually a, pretty generous. Police work in the field; you don't get second yeah. chances, you don't get third chances, yeah. or anything like that. You know, you get one chance to get it right. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. So I don't know what the answer is. Um, I, I really don't. Uh, like I said, stuff like this, stuff like this review board. You know, don't be surprised. There's actually some California cities that do have review boards like this. Currently, they're viewed much as the New York City one used to be. Kind of toothless, pointless organizations that just try to make people feel good. But don't be surprised if we in California start seeing more and more authority and power given to these organizations, which is a dangerous thing. Because we already we are already seeing a mass exodus of cops out of California. I can't tell you the number of friends that I have who work for different California agencies who have all hightailed it out of here and now all work in different states. And yeah. I'm sure you have quite a few, too. Yeah, I've known a few. Yeah, I mean, it, it's happening more and more. And more people are looking. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, we we got to be really careful. You know, you, you have some of the extremists that talk about, oh, yeah, we got to get rid of all the cops anyway. Okay, well, when that happens and you're getting robbed, mugged, beaten, assaulted, and there's nobody left to call, I'd like for you to remember when you said we should get rid of all the cops. Here's the website to report your crime. Yeah, here's the website to report your crime. Yeah, no, it's getting bad. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> Um, I had a point I was just about to get to, and now I can't. Oh, yeah, civilian review boards is one last point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, to have a full panel and give them, like, a lot of authority is a problem. Yeah. But I have seen, like, different agencies have a different way of doing it. And, like, some agencies, it's like, okay, well, they have a review panel for mm-hmm. use of force. 
um, which is mostly cops, and it's usually the trainers, you know. So it's usually the guys who train the cops yeah. that to use force and stuff like that are the ones who review it and which say makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah, because they're the ones who are training it. They they're updating on the case laws and stuff right? like that. So they like hey no, they I, have the most up to date information. And it's nice because that guy can usually come through and say, oh no, he hit him like that because that's what we taught him to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that's usually really good input if you're the cop yeah. who got, you know, in a sticky situation and, you know, had to break somebody's nose or whatever. Right. The civilian's good to have on that panel because, and usually it's like one, maybe two, but usually those guys come in because they come in from the, from the civilian perspective and they can look at something and say, wow, that looks really bad. Yeah. You know and, what I'm saying? Think, or or that makes a lot of sense. You know, but it's good for a public relations point. Absolutely. You know, when you're doing those press releases and stuff like that, if you have a civilian mm-hmm. on your panel or even a couple of civilians who are like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that cop just did that. Oh, he was way out of line. Yeah. You know, the people the other people on the panel could be like, Oh crap. You know what I'm saying? Like, we really do got to look at this or we may, we do have to consider right. some no, sort No, and of... I think that's great. I think that doing it that way is actually great because the pers- that perspective is fantastic. But when you have an entire panel of that person, yeah. that's dangerous because you don't have anything else. So if you have, like you said, okay, well, you know, he hit that guy in this way because that's how we taught him to hit him. Okay, well, now you have the civilian perspective of, well, why did you teach him to hit him that way at all? Yeah. Well, this is why. We, we do it this way because of this. Oh, oh, okay. I never thought about that. Or like, that oh, sense. why'd you even pull that guy over? Right, right. You know why, what I'm why'd you even pull that over? It's good to have somebody asking that question because if you don't have an answer, as the you know, if you're the trainer, if you're the the law enforcement professional expert on that panel as well, and they that civilian asks that question and you don't have the answer, then that's the moment where you can stop and say, oh shit, maybe we really should rethink this. Yeah, I mean, this is a bad idea. I think there is wow, a place for it. But there's absolutely a place for it, but not an entire panel. But not for authority. Just give me your, no, not for authority. You know, just, just give me your point of view. Two. Yeah, that one or two person people offering their point of view, I think, is great. You lost your unicorn pen, didn't you? It wasn't a unicorn. It's just a regular. Oh, horse. it was just a little horsey pen. Yeah, he's been like riding this horsey pen across. the table. <laughs> So I have this. To get me to like look at it. And I have this horse pen. It's basically a pen with a big horse. It's head literally on it. right between your feet. Well, I realize if I have a clicky pen, I click it. Right? Yes, when we're yes, talking about, if you listen to past, past podcasts, you can hear clicking sometimes, and that's yeah, just past me. Podcast, five times, no, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can hear me like, clicking in the background, and so I finally grabbed the pin that doesn't have a clicker on it, so I wouldn't mm, be typically. Okay. But now it has a horsey, so as Josh is talking, I start playing with the horsey, see if I'm gonna start laughing. Uh, let's take a break. Why did you make that noise? I don't know. <laughs> you, don't, you know what? That's like Sometimes the, I do things just to throw you off. It's like when people are playing walkie-talkies and they go, Kirk. It's, oh. like, it's like you don't have to make the Kirk noise. It already makes a Kirk noise for you. Yeah, I may, be, <laughs> I may have been guilty of that in, my, in, uh, my, in the youth of my career. I may have been guilty of that. All right, I want to talk about Mexico for a second here. Really? Why would you want to talk about Mexico? Nothing's going on in Mexico. Yeah, no, Nothing please. at all. Stop looking. Oh, my gosh. Mexico is in war. Look, here's the thing. I'm, I want to come out and say it. Mexico is in a civil war right now. No, I'm going to say it. Absolute civil war. And and they don't realize it. No, they realize it. It's just nobody else wants to talk about it. Okay. I think I think Mexico So I think the government of Mexico doesn't want to outright say it because they're too busy being paid counting their money from the cartels. Um they don't want to say it. The people of Mexico, they're I, I would imagine they know it. They know that they're in the middle of a civil war because they've seen enough of them. They know what they look like. Uh, and the rest of the world is utterly ignoring it. Well, I said it from the beginning, right? We're, we're trying to build this wall. We have people fleeing over the border. And I've said it like, look. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Fleeing over the border? What, since when? I haven't heard about that. 
Oh, stop it. <laughs> and I've said it from the beginning. Okay, I do not blame them. No, not at all. Okay, no. not at no. all. If I was a father in Mexico no, I yep. and I'm trying to find a safe and better place and better opportunities for my family, I would probably be trying to do the same thing. Well, yeah, why okay? not? You come here and you get everything. I do not blame them coming through the front door. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's all I'm asking for. Yeah. Well, right? and, and I've been saying it for quite a while as well. A wall does not mean get out, stay out, don't come in. A wall means please use the front door. That's all exactly. it means. Just means use the door. That's all we're asking. Yeah, my house is not a pole barn. Yeah. Okay, I have walls. Yep, we have walls okay. in our homes for a reason. Nancy Pelosi lives behind a whole bunch of gate, a whole bunch of walls outside of her property and a big gate. So obviously she's fine with walls yeah. too. So, I mean, if you're not sure that Mexico's in a civil war, let me let me go over a couple of headlines for you. Uh, dozens of bodies found in mass grave near southern Texas border crossing. Uh, this is 2014. Okay. Okay. So that's in 2014, dozens of bodies found, right? Yeah, it's Mexico. That happened all the Investigators time. found 168 skulls in mass grave in Mexico. This is a different story. Different story. Different story. Okay. Different mass grave. I believe this one's 2018. Yeah. 2018. Okay, so different. Ma- we're assuming different mass grave. Okay. At least 42 bodies found buried in mass graves south of Arizona border. This is October 28, 2019. Okay. Again. So that's three mass graves and, you know. So. Mexico goes to the polls. Uh, this is in 2018. Goes to the polls this weekend. 132 politicians have been killed since campaigning began throughout the country. Wow. Wow. Cartel members lead Mexican authorities to secret mass grave. This is April 19th of 2019. Okay. Time Magazine did a whole story. How the Sinaloa. Sinaloa. I always you have cannot say that. I, I don't can't know say why. that. How the Sinaloa cartel bested the Mexican army. We talked about this, right? We did talk El about Chapatito. El Chapatito. Was put in custody. Mm-hmm. The officer who arrested him was just assassinated. Yes. A couple days ago. Yep. Okay. Uh, he was put in custody and the cartels openly raged war against the Mexican army. Yeah. In, okay. in the city of Sinaloa. Yeah. And it was. It was. You know what? I'm not even. I actually can't say that they waged war. They open fired on a massively understaffed, under equipped opposing force comparatively because comparatively to the mexican army and and well you know what i don't give a crap if anybody's offended by my comments about the mexican army uh the sinaloa cartel is way better armed they're they're way better equipped than the mexican army and they have way more money yeah i'm gonna i want to read this excerpt from me from time magazine who actually talked about this and time time is hit or miss they've had actually a couple Yeah, they have actually a couple conservative writers, and then, you know they've been really liberal, and then they they freaking hammered them, right? Time yeah. Time was the one that famously came out when when Obama was elected and said we're all socialists now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean they, I mean they've they've been hit or miss. They've tried playing both sides of the field before. Uh, so Time puts this this um, article out. I want to read it. it. Says in Mexico's big cities, drug cartel gunmen normally act like phantoms. They hide in safe houses and amid communities. Or amid communities, suddenly striking with an assassination or a gunfight and then disappearing again. Residents know they are there and are scared, but most of the time they can't see them. But on Thursday in the Sinaloa city of Culiacan, Culiacan. Culiacan, uh, the cartel gunmen were everywhere. They openly drove in trucks with mounted machine guns, block- blockaded streets, flashing their Kalashnikov, their AK-47. Kalashnikov. I can never say that word either. Uh, and burned trucks unleashing... Plumes of smoke like it like it was a scene in Syria. They took control of the strategic points of the metro area, shut down the airport, roads, and government buildings, and exchanged 
fire with security forces for hours, leaving at least eight people dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and in this unusual battle, the Sinaloa cartel won. Their uprising was in response to soldiers storming a house on Thursday and arresting uh, Ovidio Guzman, the 28-year-old son of the convicted kingpin Juan El Chapo Guzman. In, in El Chapatito. Okay, El Chapatito. Um, yeah, I mean, so these guys are basically with mounted... I mean, I saw the pictures. I saw oh, the yeah. videos. Yeah. Mounted fifty caliber machine guns on, on the back of trucks yeah. just cruising around. On the back of old-school Toyota P100s. And it's amazing that only eight people died, but I think that was just from a lack of desire to engage. It is amazing. Yeah, I think you're right. I, you know what I'm saying? I think right. they engaged when they had to, but when they realized what they are going up against, I think the typical soldier cop, they didn't want to go up against that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I have a more jaded view. Go for it. I want to um, hear your jaded view. I think, uh, I think the there were soldiers who were just like, you know, yeah, it, I don't think... I don't think it was looking at what they were up against and saying, ooh, no, I'm not going to do that. It's either A, knowing who they were up against. Like, they didn't even see it. They are just like, who, oh, it's cartel? I'm not going up against cartel. Yeah. They're more powerful than the government. I'm not going up against cartel. Yeah, I might win today, but they're going to yeah. win tomorrow when they destroy half my family. Yeah, when they murder my entire family, you yeah. know, they're going to win. So I'm just not going to do it. Or... And they operate like terrorists. Or some, so of, they them blend... paid. Or some of them were paid to just say, like, hey, man, this is going to happen. Here's some cash. Stay out of it. Yeah. Okay. Or they were tipped off. Or they were tipped off, yeah. They're so, already yeah, they're already on the payroll. I think some of these I guys mean, let's well, let's face it, the Mexican government from head to toe is massively corrupt. I think it's massively corrupt. I think they operate mostly out of fear. I don't I don't think you had to pay most of them. It was just like, hey, At this, this point, is gonna happen, stay. You're probably stay right. out of it. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, especially yeah. when hundred and thirty two politicians were killed in twenty eighteen. Or potential politicians. Yeah, I call that a good start. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, no, no you know what? So no, you're right. They're in the middle of a. They're in the middle of a war. Um, they are. So maybe a, maybe civil war isn't quite the right right term, but it is a war, and it's a war that the Mexican government's losing, and they're losing because the cartels, like I said, are much better equipped. They're well, way better equipped. The Mexican president just came out and said we're not going to violently engage him. No, no, he's just going to okay. lay down. Well, he's getting dude. The Mexican government, the president is getting paid by the cartel. Come on. Yeah, and so so. I mean, this is in the, in the uh, wake of this story. At least 10 American Mormons killed in an attack in Mexico. Just to clarify, these aren't the typical Mormons that we all know. I, didn't know, I actually didn't know they were Mormons. Yeah, they, I don't know why they had to bring this up, uh, because people's religion doesn't, right? doesn't really matter to me. Okay, a family of 10. You know, 10 people out of a family were killed. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, that, that's all I heard. Horrific. These aren't like the Mormons where they come to the door with the little name tags and stuff on. This is like, like a, almost like a spinoff sect. They kind of like had their own... like. Um, from what I understand, they have like their own colony in northern Mexico or something like that. It's it's kind of weird. Oh my god! It's one of those. So they're yeah, and so they're headed into Arizona for okay. like a wedding or something like that. They're driving in three different vehicles and they get basically ambushed and, and just murdered. And six of them were kids. Okay, one baby survived because the mom threw the baby on the floorboards while the car was getting littered with bullets. Wow. Okay, uh, one kid survived. Uh, he was pulling his siblings out of the cars and hiding them in bushes. The one then some of the survivors after they were shot up, and then he, I think he had to walk like three miles. Okay. Um, the victims were mostly women. Some of the family members that knew about it after the fact um, speculated that some might have been raped. Uh, some were definitely executed. Cars were lit on fire. People were burned alive. And, and no one knows why. Like, was there a reason they were targeted? It was speculated that it might have been a um, uh, uh, false identity. Or not false identity, but a mistaken identity. Right? I mean, because they were driving north, I think, in like three Chevy Tahoes or something like that. Yeah. So they might have looked like a rival cartel or something cruising in through the desert. Um, but regardless, it's heinous. So President Trump basically, you know, in an informal way, declared war on the cartels. Okay, he said in a... Um, in, in his own inarticulate way, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, he actually tweeted out, this you is... Want, you want me to do it in the voice? I'm kidding. This is the time for Mexico with the help of the United States to wage war on drug cartels. Okay. This is a great opportunity for Mexico, for people who struggle with corruption. Absolutely. For people who struggle with equipment and funding and all that kind of stuff. The United States just finally got, well, more, I should say. They've been doing it for years. But they finally got a dog in the fight or a reason to go in and say, hey, we will help you wipe these people off the face of the planet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Our soldiers are not afraid. Yeah. Okay. They will go and take care of these guys. Plus, you have the air support. Okay. We can do all of it. Just tell us. Tell us who you want our help right now, and we will do it. Right. Okay. And after watching 10 Americans get slaughtered the way they were, I think most Americans would be okay with that. Right. I don't, I think they'll be like, yeah, go take care of it. In fact, I think most Mexicans would be okay with that. I think most Mexicans are outright, like, definitely. Totally, let's do this. Uh, America's willing to help. Let's get him in here. Yeah, this is a great opportunity. And the Mexican president, how does he respond? We're not going to engage them violently. Uh, he also um, said, he also specifically said in uh, to uh, America's, how did he put it? Uh, I wish I could find, I can't find it right now. But he basically said it to President, I don't remember if he said President Trump's offer for help or America's offer for help. He was like, no, we're basically, we're fine. We're good. We're going to, we, we'll handle it. They're not though. They're, they're not. They're not no, going to handle it. No, he wants to lay down and just take it. You know, he'll lay down and take it, and the and they're going to suffer. Like, look, here's the thing about Mexico. Okay, Mexico is that annoying neighbor that nobody really, that we don't that you don't really like, but you don't really want to see anything bad happen to him because you know it's going to bring your property value down. All right, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's such, a weird way. That's a weird way to put it, right? Such a terrible way to put is it. Bad, it's not a bad way to put it. That's exactly what it is. It's like, okay, you know what? We got these people next. This whole country next to us. Yeah, they're kind of a pain in the ass, but well, making but, but we're okay. Like we're okay. We, we're not beefing over. Yeah, making okay. making the neighbor comparison makes sense because you're you you know what your neighbor does does affect you absolutely. And so yeah, if your neighbor has a bad yeah. front yard, okay, so let me you, help clean up your front yard because right, it makes exactly. my house look and that's good what too. This is this is this is the cartel is a weed. Okay, the cartel yeah. is a nasty, ugly weed that has infected their lawn, and it's going to, it's going to bleed over into our lawn if we don't do anything. But we can't because hey, this sovereign, you're a sovereign nation. We can't just go in there and you know mess stuff up just because we want to. Not that we haven't done that. Well, before. but anyway, we can't do that, and that's and I'm good with that. I'm good with not being allowed to just do that. We need to their permission. We need them to ask for our help. For the love of God, ask for it. Let yeah. America come in and, and clean this mess up. I want to respect their sovereignty, but Absolutely. my gosh, let us handle For the this. love of God, ask us. Your soldiers have proven, despite how brave they might have fought, you know what I'm saying? Despite They're how, ill-equipped. How, yeah, despite how willing they might be to fight, okay, there's just not enough yeah. um, support there. There's not enough equipment. Yeah. There's not enough support. There's not enough willingness. There's corruption in every level of government yeah. in Mexico, okay? So you can have a commander that's been corrupt. You can have this being corrupt. And it's, your soldiers are going to struggle with that, okay? Let us come in. We will team up with them. We will help them out. Yeah. We will equip them. We'll cover airspace, whatever it is, and we will... So... You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let us fix this. I have been called a hypocrite for my opinion on this. Because in the past, uh, I've been very... Some people say isolationist. Uh, oh! Like, I know, right? Like a libertarian? Right? Weird. Um, so, like, the whole, like, Iraq thing, things in the Middle East, I'm, I, I'm constantly saying, dude, let's not get involved. Pull everybody out. Let the let that crap handle itself. It's not our problem. So yeah. when I say talk about you know you know what we should get involved in Mexico, people are like, oh well, so you're okay. You're okay with doing it in Mexico, but oh, but but in the Middle East, 
And now it's a problem. You're a hypocrite. No, I'm not a hypocrite. Here's why. Mexico is our neighbor. Like we just said, what happens to your neighbor can and will affect you. Yeah. So if you think the Mex- the Mexican government being officially and utterly taken over by the cartels won't affect the United States, you are out of your mind. You are not paying attention to what's going on down there. And you're just wrong. Dangerously so. So yes, I do think we need to get involved. I think we need to send our boys in, clean that shit up, and take these monsters out. I agree. All right, folks. I hate to end the podcast on such a negative note. Is it a negative note? I don't think it's a negative note. You know, we're fired up. Yeah, we're fired up. You're right. That's a negative note. Let's do we're this. Going there. We're going to clean house. That's not negative. I hate drug cartels. Right? Let's drug get them. Yeah, absolutely. Not just drug cartels. You know what? Human trafficking and everything else, yeah. too. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, let's and, talk- and we're not just talking about drug cartels. The... the uh, we're not talking about drugs specifically. We're talking about the cartels because the cartels are massively engaged in human trafficking. And that is horrible. That is horrific. Right. Build the wall. I, I Take out the cartels. I the wall is kind of stupid. No, I'm sorry. I, I really don't agree. I don't agree with the wall, actually. You I, know what? I don't think the wall would actually have the effect that people think it's going to have. Border Patrol is asking for it. Now, I trust Border Patrol that they know what they're talking about. So on that yeah. point, I agree. I, From my perspective, I don't think the wall would have the effect that people – think it's going to have how think of it think of it like removing the low-hanging fruit sure like I, you know like what i'm I saying to, like, like i was about to say border patrol they're the ones there every day and if the person there every day says hey i think this is would work then i would i will actually trust that they know what they're talking about so if border patrol says they want it i'm in favor of it i'm just skeptical well think of it like the house comparison okay we put up the walls mm-hmm. okay people can still kick in a door they can still break yeah. a window you know what i'm saying it, it won't be perfect i read the story just the other day that the guy people could buy a hundred dollar saw and they're able to cut through some of that steel and actually oh, yeah. break in through some of the wall okay so it won't be perfect but let's make it harder yeah well that's okay? perfect yeah yeah it, it will never be perfect because you know, it's, it's all about you know okay. a lot of uh, a lot of like alarms on your house and stuff like that. The reality of it is if somebody's really, really determined to commit a crime, they're going to commit commit the crime. But if you make it harder for them, yeah. they might pass you up and go to the next person. An alarm, yeah. a yeah, camera. an alarm, just a lock. You, you know, know what I'm saying? You put, remember the old, uh, what the hell was it called? A dog. You put on your uh, steering wheel. The club. Yeah, the club. You put that on your car. <laughs> is that really going to stop somebody from stealing your car? No. But it is going to make them be like, oh, man, this one's just going to be a pain in the ass. Let well, me go to the next car that doesn't have one. Well, yeah. Now i got to spend a minute and a half hacksawing through this right? thing. And then during that minute and a half, they can get caught. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the thing about the wall. It's a deterrent. It's yeah. a deterrent, not a... You might be able to cut through portions of it, yeah. but hopefully it takes you so long to cut through it that maybe someone can catch it yeah. at that point. Yeah, there you go. You know, whether it's through surveillance or whatever. So, I mean, it's not a perfect solution, but given everything that's been going on down there. Let's remove that low-hanging fruit. Right. No, you're right. You know right. what I'm saying? And again, Border Patrol, everywhere where they add a wall, they say it's they are much more effective at yeah. keeping the wrong people out. Yeah. And so, I mean, if they say it's going to work, well, then I'm with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're yeah. right. I, I'm, I'm not trying say... to politicize it. Let it, you know, I'm, yeah. I don't tell them how to do their job. That's true. Yeah. All right, folks. This is the Serving the Peace podcast. Hopefully, you got something out of this podcast. I, like I said, we we're talking about a wide variety of topics. Stay tuned for future episodes where we are going to tackle uh, climate change. And taxidermy. Dun, dun, dun. That's a weird <laughs> combination. Yeah, that's a weird show. That's a good point. The Eastern world, it is exploding. Violence flaring, bullets loading. You're old enough to kill, but not for voting. You don't believe in war, but what's that gun you're toting? And even the Jordan River has... Bodies floating, but you tell me over and over and over again, my friend. I you don't believe we're on the eve 
Get 